Well, welcome to this episode of the Queen's Pitch Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Kara. And here we are on a late night Saturday night after another Charlotte FC game. Kara, I don't even know if I want to talk about it. So why don't you start us off with it? So I wasn't able to go to D.C. We were supporting NC Soccer around Winston-Salem with some other actual Charlotte FC fans who are all here supporting their kids playing in a big tournament this weekend. And, you know, we weren't able to actually start the game even. Our service was like so, so bad that we knew nothing for 75 minutes of the play because everything got delayed. And so like we were like, this is a pretty crappy night as well like everything could and did go wrong and then of course it did for the team too so that feels like oh okay cool well at least you didn't have to drive six and a half hours up here and spend your money and be around a bunch of dc united fans that's true i did get to support my kid yeah my kid's game got canceled this morning so we didn't get to do that so i came and supported the kids on the charlotte fc team (laughs) that wasn't too fun either but anyway, the score tonight was 3-0 in favor of D.C. United. The The goals were in, incredibly ridiculous. I'm going to go ahead and say that. And I guess our team did kind of show up. But let's go through the lineup. Okay, let's see. We started the people that were healthy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We started uh, Westwood. So he's back. That was a good thing in the midfield. And our front lineup was... Gaines, after Tuesday night, that was a surprise. But anyway, we had Gaines, and then we had Enzo and Kerwin Vargas. So we just had a 4-3-3 today? Yes. Oh, I did it right. I didn't do it backwards. <laughs> so then our middle was obviously Westwood, Bronico, DJ. No, Carol. Yeah, Carol. Yeah, DJ was at center defense. Yeah, somebody said Bronico was playing that part, but I don't even know what Bronico was playing tonight. So we're just going to say midfield. And then our back lineup was... Obviously, my favorite person in the whole world, Burn, and a fool. And then on the insides, we had Melanda and DJ. DJ. He played the back line. There we go. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. So then Bronico did like a CDM. Yes. And then DJ did our little CB thing. And then we had Burn out there just hanging out. <laughs> nah, he did run around a little bit and do some stuff. So anyway, that was our lineup. Our bench was kind of surprising, though. We didn't have Melo on the bench. Don't know what happened to him. Nope, nothing. Bender's still sick. Poor Bender, yes. Yeah, we saw him on the plane, um, so he did come up here. And then actually a little cute little thing. Danny with the Charlotte Soccer Show saw his mother before the, like, before the game down in the little concession stand area, or at least someone pretending to be his mom, so we hope that it was her. She told us he still felt a little bit under the weather, and they had 70 people come to this game to support Bender. And then he didn't even play. But look how much they loved him and got to be there for the team to see us do whatever we do. But out of love for him. Right. And he got to see his family because he probably ain't got to see them in a while. And if you're sick, you want to see your mama. So I'm sure Bender right. definitely loved that. But anyway, that's, that was him. But then the rest of the lineup on the bench was like the legacy. All of our legacy guys that have been playing for the legacy, we just popped them right on up. Sent them on the bench today. Yep, we had a lot of them today. Yeah, we had Adamon. I don't know how to say his name. Ajumange. Ajumange. Yeah, Ajumange. Yeah. And Diop. And we had Cambridge. And we had, was Privet on it too? Yeah. Yeah, and then we had Kalina on the bench. How about that? 
That was yep. pretty fun to see him out there. Mm-hmm. Hagert, Subosinski. Let's not forget about good old Hagart. Hagart's becoming a laddie fan favorite, I think. <laughs> well, not a fan favorite, but a laddie favorite, I guess, is what it is. But anyways, on that note, let's go with our favors and rafts. You want to do it? Sure, go ahead. You were there, so I feel like you had more pain being there and seeing all of that. So well, then maybe you should have the favors because I have all the pain. No, I'm I was just gonna say, well, should we just? <laughs> I'm not should doing we a full end rap? on a high note because this has just been a little. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be nice and I'm gonna go with Westwood today because he came back and he seemed to to be especially when the VAR incident happened and some of the other calls that were stupid by but we'll talk about that later. Westwood was there, he was very talkative. I thought he was controlling the ball in the midfield, although we didn't do much in the midfield, but when he did he controlled it and he didn't lose it. It's just nice to see Westwood back. I know I've been a big critic of him for a lot of the season, but having him out just makes me see how much we need him back. And he he didn't lose the ball when he had it. So I'm going to give him my first favor today. Yeah, it was really great to see him back out and playing a full 90 minutes, you know, after an injury. He took, you know, a few knocks too. And we also know that Laddie wants to see, he he's a vital part of Laddie's lineup. So when he's in, like he needs to be out there, he needs to be leading for him to play the full 90 after coming back from an injury. And then, you know, he had some key passes. He had a shot off target. It would have been really nice if that actually went, but it didn't. It's his first game back. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I have some more things to say that are going to come into this later, but it's going to fall into my wrath and not necessarily on him. But at any rate, I'm going to save some of that. He has to have a little bit of a problem because when he left, there was Andre and there was Nuno and he had Bender. He was working with a lot of different people. And then he comes, he gets hurt and then he, you know, and then he comes back and he doesn't have those people. And so it's got to be a little bit different. First of all, him coming back. But then second of all, he's coming back trying to readjust himself to some of the other lineups that he has to deal with and some of the other players. So I think just giving him a little bit of grace tonight. We're hoping that he just keeps doing better and keeps staying healthy because we need him. We definitely do. So who's your favorite tonight? Your first one. My first one is going to go to actually Mackenzie Gaines. Oh. You didn't expect that, did you? No, I did not. You must have saw something different than what I saw, but we're going to let you go with your favor before I say. I did. So first of all, he played the full 90 Tuesday. Right? Right. He also played the full 90 today. Wow. I don't know if that tells you something, but that means Christian Latanzio saw something for how McKenzie played first on Tuesday as well as today. And I feel like part of that is he's stepping up in some leadership as well as like his work rate. I thought he worked really hard to be out there today. And, and, you know, he was a great distributor Tuesday. To me, I see his quality is, is being raised. Now, I don't think you saw that in, you know, final product he did have a key pass he had a, a, a cross or two he won an aerial duel he had some successful dribble attempts he won a couple corners from some of the things he did he had to also come back and play defense in the midfield so i feel like he he worked really hard to be out there and normally that work rate we see from people like carol swiderski right right we're not really used to seeing that same level of work rate from mckenzie 
but I feel like that's what he tried to bring. Now, was everything perfect? No, he still got some possession loss for him. There's one point where he absolutely gets the ball stolen from him, and he's like, uh-uh, and he comes back after him and gets that yellow card. And I'm like, okay, all right, he had some bite to him tonight. And so that was kind of new. Uh, from our perspective, it looked like the the guy had tripped him up first, and mm-hmm. they didn't call it. And then mm-hmm. he was like, watch this. I'm going to do the exact same thing to you, and I'm going to take you out. And he did, and then they called it on him. But he, the guy yes. had just done it right before to him. So right there tells you that this column was off the wall. But anyway, um, the only thing I think about gains from – I guess from where we sit, he, I think he's so quick that he, like, I think I said this the other day, he's so quick that sometimes he can't control the ball because he's just so ahead of himself. And I think if, I think that that comes with playing too, I think he will get that. But sometimes I saw that too tonight because he's on the side that we were sitting on. And when he would come down to score, he would just get ahead of himself a little bit too much. And then he does, he does get double teamed. So when he gets ahead of himself, that ball is just left out there and he's not going to win it back usually because there's two there. And I think if he could just kind of harness that, because he does have a lot of speed and we need it, but if he could just harness it a little bit better and control it, I think that, like you said, he would be unstoppable on that part. So that's my only thing with him is that he's so fast that he loses control of the ball sometimes and that's where we get, have errors, but he is being double teamed. So, I mean, no one can fault him for that because everyone that everyone on our team loses the ball. Yeah. But I also think this time, I think we're starting to see some better quality from him in not just being the guy to run fast and get the ball. Right. Like, I think he is really trying. Now he still needs some definite work in the final third in through passes, especially in getting things to Enzo or just anyone in the box. But he's getting there. He has made definite improvements in the last two games. And I don't think that can be understated. I hope he continues to go up, but I'm proud of what he did tonight. And with the way he played tonight, I'm happy that he was there as opposed to someone else. Well, the only other person will be Camille, right? Well, I meant like from the bench. Yeah. I mean, I think some people want Cambridge to come in, but you know, he played the other night too. So I think McKenzie's wisdom is greater than Cambridge's at this point. You could tell that we needed that on the field tonight. Right. And I, I really do think McKenzie brought that. I think he played very smartly. All right. Who's your second favorite? My second favorite is going to DC United. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not giving it to them, even though they, whatever. But um, I'm going to give my second one to Carol. And I know he didn't like be superstar tonight and he didn't sh- shoot the ball a lot. Actually, I don't even know how many shots on goal we have. You said it was way more than I thought it was. We had a total of seven. Okay, that sucks. We really need to do better. But anyway, on my favorite note, Carol, I think, is going to have my second favorite because I saw some leadership out of him. I see that I watched the little the little things, the nuances on the field. And I saw Carol go over and talk to Marks at the beginning of the second half. And I know Marks was shook up a little bit. So it was kind of neat to see Carol go over there and talk to him and just, you know, do whatever he does. And then I also saw Carol – talking some to some of the other players on the team. He was instructing them where to go. Carol's got that back kick. He did it again today. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. If our team could actually control it and, like, you utilize it like he wants them to, it would be great because he does – when he does it, he kicks that little back pass. He does it correctly, and he does it right to the person he wants it to do. It's just our team, like, doesn't know what, what the heck they're doing half the time. So I love that. I love that he's – getting that will and he, you can tell he wants to win he's trying if we could just like now that we have Westwood back and we have him I think 
like some other people were saying, it was execution tonight mostly. So once we can get these executions <laughs> down pat and get it going, I really, really think that with Carol's leadership and Westwood's in the middle and knowing how to control the ball, I think we really do have a good potential future. And I think if Carol keeps doing what he's doing, he can be that leader we saw at the end of last year too. Yeah, I think Carol, the way he's been playing, when Carol's hot, we do better. Here, I don't necessarily think he did bad. I think he his work rate was also very high. I think he definitely tried his darnest to do what he needed to do. I think he was triple teamed a lot. He had a couple shots blocked when he would make attempts because they also know that he's going to one, two, and that's how he's made a couple goals. So I think they were watching for some of that. I really enjoyed the one where he shot it and then did a, I don't know, a tumble, <laughs> an artistic tumble, a flip or something. I'm telling you, they do gymnastics. That's their that's their side hobby for the FC gymnastics. Well, and he had a great key pass. I think some of the other things that that missed, like nobody nobody had perfect passes, so some people just gave it away. But I think some of the problems with Carol tonight don't lie with Carol. So I think for the things that he did, he did he did well, and I'm not sure how much better he could have done with what he was working with. Right. He didn't have many passes to him. I mean, crosses to him. I mean, he didn't get set up much. I mean, there wasn't anything that he he had the opportunity to shoot that he didn't. You know, he just wasn't – he tried his little heart out, you know. And that's all I can ask for is for these guys to try. And there's some of them out there I don't see trying, but Carol's not one of them. So keep it up, Carol. So who's your second favor? My second favor goes to Adilson Melanda. Well, that's awesome. My daughter is saying – Good job. <laughs> yep. Yes. I just wanted to say, Lillian, I had this picked out beforehand, but <laughs> I thought that you could not have played this game without Adilson. His defense, especially against Vanecki and, and Fountas, like you could tell that he was frustrating them, and especially mm -hmm. being as talented as they are. He, you know, was playing against a premier former Premier League player, and he's out there, him and DJ, just frustrating him. And that's what's making him cause all those pesky fouls. And at the end, you can see Adil get like super pumped <laughs> for how well he's playing and just, just defensively. And he was intercepting things. He was, you know, making great tackles at some point. There's just like this really amazing what is it, slide tackle he does at the end that prevents a scoring opportunity. You know, thank goodness we had him there tonight. I feel like it would have been so much worse. Oh, I agree. I, I totally agree with you because there was a time where Burns was on the outside. I know he is. Okay. But he was not. And so a deal has to come up. You know what I mean? He has to come up and he's pressing that guy on the outside. They're getting ready to try to score on marks. And, and Milan's up there at least trying to block the guy while Burns back there doing burn things. I mean, Burns a little more than Milan. So Milan has a little bit more of a presence. But thank God, like you said, thank God Milano was stepping up because Byrne wasn't pressing. You know what I mean? He was waiting for the dude to come to the goal. You know what I'm saying? And Milano was like, no, you're not coming to the goal. And there was one I know where they were trying to shoot and he kicked it out of bounds. He was like, no, you're not coming. You know what I mean? He did what he had to do. And I think we put a lot of pressure on him for him to be so young. You know what I'm saying? And, and he's stepping up to it. He really is. And I just feel sad for him because he doesn't have – he doesn't have those people around him to to help him. That's how I feel for Marks. Like, 
if you don't have those guys to like help you and support you, it's just got to be frustrating, you know, but they still go out there and they still do it and they give it their all. And I'm sure they don't feel about their teammates like we do. But like you said, I, I agree with you on that. If it weren't for Milan, I, I feel like they would have scored a couple more times. He had noticeably one more ground duels and aerial duels. And that's one of the things that I feel like was lacking today. We didn't win trap today. Yes, that's part of my wrath. Okay, Bronco just jumped in the air for no reason at all, half the time. Anyway, we'll go on that with your wrath, because I got some wrath with that one. All right, go for it. Okay, well, my first wrath today is going to be against Enzo, okay? I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going straight up, straight down, Enzo. This guy is either on my wrath, or I don't even know if I gave him one favor. I might have gave him a favor, just for not, whatever. Okay, first of all, let me give you his positives. He did not get a yellow card tonight. And he is riding on that four yellow cards like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. So if he can go that long without one, then we just, we know he can go without it. So I don't want to see you playing this Enzo card anymore, okay? I don't think he flopped too much tonight. I think there was one or or two times he got on the ground. But there wasn't enough for me to yell at him, you know, that much. But Enzo is just not doing what Enzo should do. And I don't. I like, we give him every excuse in the book. No one's setting him up. He doesn't have help. He doesn't have this. He's doing this. He's doing that. Carol's there. Carol's there. Carol's doing what Carol did. Enzo's out there not passing. Who knows what he's doing? He wasn't winning anything tonight. I don't know what he was doing. I just don't, I don't see, we paid $6 million for this guy and he's not performing. How many games are we in now? And he's still not been in set. He's playing every game, all game, every game for nothing. Like, it's just insane. It's insane that we keep, that's the that's the definition of insanity, is continuing to do the same thing over and over again and with the same results. Isn't that what it is? I think it is. And he's not doing it. So I don't know. I don't know if he's just not what we think he is or he's never going to be there. <laughs> but he needs to start producing. And if he doesn't, then we need to sit his butt. We really need to sit him. I just really want him to get that fifth yellow so he will sit. Is that sad? Who would you replace him with, especially on the bench today? You, you'd put little Ajimon out there to debut? Dude, it ain't a little Ajimon. First of all, he's not little. And Ajimon did really well on the Legacy. So let's go. Let's try. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, but that's like feeding him to the wolves. Here you go, There's buddy. No way I, put him in. I don't know. I don't know. That's the problem. We put all our eggs in one basket for Enzo. Then for Melo, but no one knows what Melo. Melo's went MIA with freaking Nuno. Nuno and Melo's hanging out in the MIA land. Not M-A-R land, but M-I-A land. And we're over here going, I don't, we, don't, we don't have a back. We don't have, we don't have no bench. We don't have, that's why the whole legacy team is on our bench. Whose fault is that? Is that Laddie's fault or is that Zoran's fault? Or whose fault is it that we don't have anything back up? And during the trade, we over here trading for Gam. Well, Gam ain't helping me. Well, we didn't trade for Gam. We gave away Gam. <laughs> Which of those questions do you want me to address? <laughs> Sorry. I told you this was going to be a quick one, okay? <laughs> anyway, we're, let's go back to my wrath. It's Enzo. So it's just Enzo. The rest of the stuff is whatever. But do we still give Enzo time? That's my question. I do think he had not a great game today. I don't think he got he, I don't think he got service. I think the times he was supposed to get service, like there's going to be two I point out a little bit later. They don't make it to him. And he is frustrated by it because he's like, I am here. I am where I'm supposed to be. Hello, can I have the ball? Because this is where you need to give me this ball. I am, I'm plainly open. And so I think part of the problem is just he's he that tonight, he did not get service. I do not think he won 
grounder aerial duels. And I think that definitely hurt him. I'm not sure if that's because of whoever he was pinned up against and that he just really can't win him against that person. It's the white shoes. <laughs> he had the white shoes on. When he has the orange shoes, he can play. When he has the white ones on, he doesn't. Well, somebody better go talk to the kit guy for Charlotte FC and only hand Copetti <laughs> the right shoes. Anyway, I wish that was that. He had a key pass. He, I just don't think he got the ball very much. I don't think he did as bad at passing it away this time because I don't think the man got the ball. No, he wouldn't go get it. They would kick it and he wouldn't go get it. Like, isn't he supposed to be fast? Isn't he supposed to be whatever? Like, they literally kicked it to him. They set him up and he just, like, didn't go get it. Well, some of them are way too past. Like, there's one that Carol hits and it's just way too far out in front of Enzo. And Enzo's like, I can't get that. And he tries, <laughs> but he's like 20 yards after the ball. Enzo didn't have a great game, but I think the problem lies in a different area. And this is going to go into my first wrath. You go to your wrath. Okay. This is a big thing because I feel like this touches a lot of players. My wrath is whatever we're doing in the midfield is not working this game. It, we are not winning second balls. We are not winning first balls. So ground and aerial duels, we aren't winning them. Therefore, we're not getting the ball. Therefore, Carol's not getting the ball. Enzo's not getting the ball. We're not controlling the ball. No. And part of this reason is, I think, because we put, we had, the choice was to put DJ in the back. So if you don't have DJ as CDM, then we, we our midfield isn't stable. It's not closed enough. Brant cannot do the same job that Jones can. And I don't mean that because, like, you know, I guess whatever happens to Derek, especially if he gets another yellow card. But I'm just saying, like, whatever, we don't have a backup for Derek Jones. I think Brandt is a similar player in that role as Westwood. Like, they both do this box-to-box. -box. Brandt can't play the CDM the way Jones can. And Brandt can't play the creative distributor that Westwood can. And so that is hurting us because he can be the engine. He can run all over. And I don't think Westwood can be that either because, you know, he's just coming back from an injury. He's not as hot. Yeah, but you can run and not do nothing. You can just run and do nothing, which is exactly what he did tonight. He just ran and did nothing. But that's because they couldn't win the ball. Usually DJ is the one winning those balls and protecting them. We couldn't do crap. We couldn't win nothing. We we just, I don't know what we did. We It was awful. Being there and watching it was even worse because I thought I could have won the ball. I know I couldn't. But I was just like, oh, my God. That one that just, like, there was one that just came down and it, like, rolled off the back of Ronico's or on the, I don't know. It was just the. We were just, we threw our hands up in the air. Thank, but dude, that, that slope in that DC United stadium's real slippery. So, or like really like inclined. So you can't really do too much because you'll fall straight down. And then Lillian almost tripped me and I fell down anyway. But we'll talk about that later off record. But yeah, it was one of those things where no one won anything. No one wanted, I don't know if they just didn't want to win. At sometimes I think this team gives up. Like, it's like watching my child's 10-year-old team out there where you're just screaming, do something, do something, do something. What you had before, you had Swiderski, you had Bronico, and you had Jones. In, in subtracting Jones from that and adding Westwood, there's still a quality there that doesn't get addressed, and therefore it, we have this hole. And I realize that he wants him in there. So why don't we sit Bronico? Right. I think the ultimate answer is to sit Bronico. 
However, Glad he won't. we didn't have Dewey Loma. And he wouldn't put Sobosinski in there because I don't Why think Sobos- put Sobosinski in. So part of that, I think, is because he wanted Jones and Melanda to be addressing the players for DC. You saw how well Benecki did. And they did good. That dude, I can't say the guy's name that you just said, but that guy that's the big time dude on DC United, that he didn't score till the second. Like it took him a long time. Melanda kept him off for a long, long time. Melanda and Jones. Because they're both as tall and big as he is. Even the DC United fans around us were saying he hasn't really had a lot going on mm-hmm. tonight. They've done really well keeping that guy. Granted, they had other issues, but that guy was kept where he was supposed to. You know, they did a good job holding that guy. I can't say his name, but yeah. Tactically, I think that's the reason why he doesn't put Sobosinski in there because I think if Sobosinski had been in there, he wouldn't have been able to hold it off. And so it was like, well, what do you sacrifice? Well, I guess you sacrifice the midfield. You sacrifice winning those balls. Well, that meant we were already not playing our, we didn't have the tool, same tools to play our offense the way we wanted to. We could basically hold our defense. And so I feel like that's kind of the game we tried to play. And there's obvious flaws with it. Yeah, I felt like we parked the bus the whole game. <laughs> I was at, even at one time, I was like, Matt Barbie, why are we parking the bus? This is so stupid. We're down. And he's like, we weren't parking the butt. We're not. But it just seemed like that's what we were doing. But we weren't. Well, if you so I guess this goes into a little bit of it. I'm going to I'm going to go right here. I'm not done with my I'm not done with my wraths yet. But OK, I'm going to talk about this first goal because I don't think that's a penalty on Jones. I think that's the stupidest crap I've ever seen because well, that's my wrath. what kind of pansy will go on it? Well, is that not it? No, but I just, I want to talk about this goal because I feel like if if we pretend that that goal doesn't happen because it's crap, we would be at zero to zero. We'd be pretty happy with and our- the whole momentum would change. That's what I'm trying to say. Like our whole outlook for this game and how well we did on defense would be different. But let me tell you, then people in that DC United fans thought that penalty was a penalty. Like they were going to put their life on that damn penalty. Of course they did. We would have done the same thing too. That was like, here's your toe. Boop. They really thought we broke his leg. I was like, y'all, we did not break his freaking leg. And then when they got the penalty, that like it was the greatest thing since sliced freaking bread. Look, everybody can make penalty shots 50-50 at a time. And George was right there and he almost stopped it. So it wasn't like y'all just made the hero shot. Back off. Well, I know I was in a different stadium. so <laughs> Oh, I'm sure they love coming in here and us. Anyway, what's, are we done with your wrath? Have we done with your first wrath? Yeah. We've been done it. Yeah. Well, my second wrath is going to go along with that. My second wrath is the VAR and the Ted uncle. I do not like Ted uncle. And I know we're not supposed to talk about refs and we're not supposed to blame refs for things. And trust me, the the team didn't execute. So let me just tell you, I'm not forgiving them. But that ref is awful. And as soon as I saw his name on the freaking scoreboard that he was refing, I knew that it was going to be an awful game. I knew that we weren't going to get calls and that it was just going to be awful. Does he hate us? Like, does he legit hate Charlotte FC? Or does he call every game, every team that bad? Because he didn't make that bad of calls towards DC United that I'm aware of. So is he just hate us or is he just that bad of a ref? I think his problem just lies in what he thinks is clear and obvious. And I don't know what on earth criteria he's using, but... I feel like his last game, you'd be like, okay, now that we saw some of them, okay, we don't agree, but okay. This one, it's just kind of like he goes too far with the call he makes or doesn't go far enough. Yeah. Like, for example, he gives that a penalty 
But he doesn't give him a card for it. Which doesn't make any sense. Because then he gives him a card later in the game. Correct. He gave Melinda, or not Melinda, Gaines a card too for doing the same thing that dude did to him. Yes. So he doesn't get that. Yeah. And then not only that, but Benteki comes, he gets one, right? He gets a yellow. And then he comes right back after him behind the play and doesn't get a yellow. Like a second yellow. And it's like, okay, but you you gave a penalty for a toe. I think Ted Uncle has it out for us. I just think he's inconsistent. He's just not consistent with his calls. And for something to be clear and obvious error, it's kind of stupid. I don't mean that to say he shouldn't be refing. I think we've had worse refs in general. But it is incredibly frustrating how that was. Well, it's just sad that when you know he's refing that you know you're not going to get the right calls or you're not going to know Correct. how to play. Like, that's just when you see, yeah. when, when you see, like, as a fan, when we see his name on that board, we cringe. Can you imagine mm-hmm. being a player when you see that dude's name? You're going to know that, oh, well, it's up to up in the air what's going to go down today because we don't know which way's up and which way's down with this guy. I mean, it's right. just. I don't know. Hey, at least there weren't fights on the field this time. There was one almost. Did you not see that? Oh, it almost started between DJ and somebody. And then he had to push him away. And then Enzo was running his mouth. Did you see the part where Enzo was running his mouth to the ref? And Vargas had to come and grab Enzo and pull Enzo away. Yeah. And I looked over and said, you know what? It's really sad when your 20-year-old player on the team is pulling pulling away your experienced player. Oh, 21. Sorry. 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 Sorry, Vargas. Don't want to offend you. That's just because Vargas is, is a dad, too. Yeah, I get it. But still, it was just like <laughs> Vargas doesn't need it. I mean, he didn't just push Enzo away. He, like, body, like, yeah. almost bear-hugged him and pulled him off. And I'm like, yo, bro, like, that's when you know you need to step down because Vargas is over here telling you to stop it. Stop it. You know, so... I, I can get where Enzo can get mad at the ref that way, but when Vargas is telling the the experienced dude to stop, we have that that says a lot too. Right. You go into this knowing that Ted Uncle is not going to call things fairly the way you think they should be fair, and I don't mean that like against us or for us or whatever. I mean legit fair on both sides of of it. That call on Jones, I do not I do not agree with. I do not fault Jones for that. He's got a crap rating because of that. And that penalty should never have happened. That was the dumbest penalty I've ever seen. And if that penalty gets called every single time, listen, we would have 10 penalties this season. I am not kidding. That's what somebody said. I read it on there. It said, if that penalty, if that was a penalty, then soccer, you just might as well not play the game of soccer. Right. Can you imagine how many we would have had? Gaines would have had one. We would have had like two in one game. That game against the Red Bulls. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We'd have had like two or three, four, five, something ridiculous. Swiderski would have had a whole lot more penalties this <laughs> yeah, season. Yeah, he would have had a lot of them. That would have been fun. Oh, okay. Well, what's your se- while we're on that, let's calm it down. What's your second wrath? This is a soft wrath, and it's for Kerwin Vargas. He did not have a great game. I think some of his judgment on some of these, this was not him. He was off tonight. I realized he needed to be out there to give him a chance and because he is usually very good and creative. But I think the chances that he had – he screwed them up and it was sad. I think that some of those were some of our best chances in that he kept shooting them over the goal. He kept doing the lean back kick. And at one of them, he definitely should have passed it to Enzo. So Enzo could have headed it in. That would have been the most gorgeous goal. And Enzo completely frustrated him. So I think Kerwin, he had a very off night. And so I would say it's not 
the mistakes necessarily he made, but his finishing in the final third was not up to his normal caliber. And I think it's partially because of how he got hit and he's feeling off and I'm sorry. I need him to do better. No. Yeah. He, he didn't have the greatest night. It was hard. It's hard seeing him. He had zero, zero dribble attempts. Yeah. Well then, yeah. And, and then you have Gaines over here doing all, all of these things and, right. and you have Vargas doing what? And, I don't know. I, I, like you said, Vargas is really good when he's on, but when he's off, he's off. And I think, like you said earlier, I think you mentioned this a couple of podcasts ago. He's not used to playing 90 minutes every game. I think we're doing to him when we did a bender last year where we're burning the kid out. Well, he's not playing 90. He's only playing 64 usually. Well, he's playing every game. Though. Yes, that's true. He's only 21. And he didn't play as much last year. He played a little bit, but not. We didn't. we didn't rely on him as heavily. And so I think that we just need to take it easy with him. He's going to have bad, like everybody's going to have bad games. Yeah, when he got hurt that one time, we thought he was out. We, we were really worried about that because we were like, who comes in? Yeah. Morum, however you say his name. Merriam, Merriam, Morum. Merriam. Merriam. That dude, that dude can come in, I guess, because he did. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Merriam had a great pass to note, or a great cross. It was a beautiful cross, like the beautifulest cross you've ever seen in your life, but it was to absolutely no one. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe we'll see better things for him. Way to debut there. Well, another one, <laughs> part of that debut, Lillian's asleep now, or she'd tell you, but he was like, he was wide open. I mean, he was wide open a, a couple of times. I'm talking like so far wide open that I didn't even know he was out there on the field. Like we didn't, we didn't even know he was there. And he was like waving his hand. He's out there. And Lillian goes, Mama, he's just trying to tell people, hey, I'm I'm actually on your team. I'm really a team <laughs> member. I'm not just on the sideline. I'm, I'm a player. I'm here. Pass it to me. I mean, it really was like that at one point. So, but then when he did get the ball, he passed it backwards. Did you see that? He kept passing it backwards. Like he'd get the ball and then he'd pass it backwards to the defense, you know? And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what the heck are you doing? So then he moved forward and we passed it and then he crossed. I mean, it was a beautiful cross. I was like, oh my God, that's a great cross to no one, to absolutely nobody. So when he makes a cross to someone that's on our team, I'm sure that's going to be beautiful. And granted, dude just like came two days ago, so I can't really say. But I was about to be like, he, he, maybe he had two practices at the most. But dude, I don't even know why we had him out there. And another thing that makes me mad about him, because you know I watch everything. I'm watching. So they went in at halftime, and it was kind of neat. George was walking in at halftime, and Enzo actually talked to George at halftime. I don't even know if they can speak the same language, but Enzo was talking to George, so that was cute. I thought, oh, look, that's cute. And then on the way out, the whole team was, they came out really late. They didn't even warm up. So I'm sure they were getting chewed out. And then when they came out, they were all on the field. Like they were literally on the field getting ready to play. And here comes Miriam, Morum, whatever the heck his name is, trotting onto the field from the from the freaking locker room. And he's just high-fiving the freaking, high-fiving this dude on the freaking D.C. United team. And we're all like, dude, what are you doing? Get down there. Everybody else on the team's playing, and you're just trotting around. And then one of the people beside me was like, it's because he's so old. He's an old man. What do y'all expect from him? You know, so I don't know. But if you're going to come and play with my team, you need to come out when my team comes out and act like you're on the team. Because then when you don't act like it, when you get out there on the field, yeah, that's why you're out there. No one's passing it to you because you didn't even play like you was on the team in the first place. Anyway, that's my rant for him. I can't really wrath him because it's his first game, and he just came two days ago. (laughs) That sounds like a very tough debut. I don't I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wade into that one. I don't feel like that's 
that's where I need to be. I'm sure he's going to be a great asset to the team. I did think it was funny that, you know, at halftime, Fuchs could really tell that Kerwin was upset. And Fuchs came over and was just really trying to talk to him as they went in to the locker room. And so I think he was trying to give him some pointers, give him some guidance, something, because he could just tell, like, it was not, it, it was off. It was off. And then George, you know, George, <laughs> poor kid, when that bicycle kick went in that goal, did you see him? He lost his, gr- he lost his little mind right then too. I mean, he slammed it. I mean, he didn't slam it on the ground because he wasn't on the ground, but he was pissed. Like he was super pissed, you know, and I said to somebody else, if George goes to another team, I wouldn't be surprised because he ain't got nobody to help him on that defense. Like, what, what are you going to do? Just keep going out there and let them score on you? And then after this game, everybody be like, bench George, put clean in. But I'm just trying to tell y'all, clean ain't doing nothing quicker than George on that freaking penalty kick. It is good, though, that you, like you said, you see the teammate, like team players when they do have a bad time. Some, like the other teammates are coming up and, you know, talking to them and being there for each other. I just wish y'all would be for each other to win. <laughs> Not just in the bad times. Be there for the good times, too. On another note, did you see... Laddie, okay, here's the difference between Laddie, what, whoever that coach is for DC United, I guess it's Wayne Rooney. Rooney. Yeah, that Rooney dude. Is that who he was? Yes. So Laddie's out there, and I don't get to see Laddie because I'm on the other side of the field in Charlotte. So Laddie's out there. He's pacing. I mean, he's running up and down his box. Like he's just doing what Laddie's doing. I mean, I don't even know. He, the kid, the man, he's not a kid. He's older than me. So he might have had a heart attack. I don't know. But he's running around, and then all of a sudden you look over there, and Rooney's just chilling with his arm up on the chair, like, what's up? Just chilling. Like he's watching like a backyard barbecue. And here you got Laddie running up and down in his box. And I'm like, oh my God, like, this is crazy. This is insane. Laddie's going to have a heart attack. And Rooney's over here having a beer and, and then freaking, you know, wise coaching. This is insane. So like, I don't know. It's just, it was just odd. To be fair, Rooney was w- winning. So, well, this was before they even got that high, though. This was before, like, this is before Rooney was chilling. <laughs> Rooney was chilling the whole first half, and that was only when they were up on that PK, and that was the stupid PK, you know what I'm saying? But Rooney's yeah. chilling, and Laddie's running around with his chicken, like a chicken with his head cut off. And I'm like, I don't even know why he put a coat on after halftime because I can't see how he got any cold because he was running around so much. I was sweating just watching him, but it didn't work, whatever he's doing, because we still lost. So there were a few other players that I, I want to just briefly touch on. You did a little bit. I want to say I do not fault George Marks for this game. You know, he got a mitt on that penalty, that backward bicycle kick. That a fool should have cleared and he didn't. Right. To me, that was more a fool's fault. So I don't think a fool had a great game. I think he got beat a few times and that one just really sold. What about the last one? Because I'm going to be honest with everybody. Don't hate me. We didn't see that last one because... We was not in a good mood, and we were leaving the stadium. So when Diop let – I heard Diop made a little mistake. Was that on George – like, why did George not stop it? There were five D.C. players. I don't know how George would have stopped that because okay. he had already blocked a shot, I think. Like I said, I didn't see it. My kid was getting the the hand, the apron that he was handing us when he was walking out, and she was throwing it in the trash because she didn't want it, but that was rude. She was mad. It's a 94th minute. We can, those kill us. Those those will literally kill us every day. I mean, good for them. I'm, I guess it didn't matter for us, but I really think that was more just Diop not knowing to track and, you know, Bronico being so far, far behind, the, the, the midfield not connecting, you know, and it's just no one was tracking the right, the people, the collectively the way they should have. I can't put that on Adilson because Adilson was 
blocking the other side yeah and as well as burn i don't think i know you're probably going to be like whoa <laughs> i don't think nathan burn had a bad game in fact i really think he had an amazing attempt with that almost header i mean granted it was right into the goalie but almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> He had a great attempt to to almost be right there in the right spot. And one time he does do a really poor giveaway, but I feel like all of his other attempts made up for it, especially with that big chance. I'm going to be honest. I can't give him a hard time. I mean, I can, but he's he wasn't the worst on my list tonight. So, I mean, there was a couple times I wish he would have stepped up, but he is only five foot six, so he can't get too much taller. You know, can't step up too much. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not going to, I don't hate on him. I'm not going to hate on him. He he gave my daughter some niceness the other night and he's got a pretty smile. And again, Derek Jones, I'm glad he was in Tui Loma's spot because I don't think we would have done as well. And I think for coming into that spot, I have to give him props. What do you do with him now though? With four yellows? He's just going to have to be careful. Like you said, if he goes out, what do we do? then I guess we're back to the problem of depth, which we currently have. And the words of MAR, we are screwed. No, we're not screwed. We're not. We got, we got people. We got, we got a back. We got privet. I just don't know who he sees as his extra CDM other than Bronico. And I love Bronico, but it's not the same quality. Who's on the legacy as our midfielders? Do we have any of those that we loaned out? No, I don't think so. I mean, unless you're putting in like, what does privet play? That's what I was wondering. I think Privet does play midfield. Because remember they brought him in for the Shinashiki Andre mess that when they weren't on the bench. But I thought he played up. I thought he did too. Because Carol was passing to him the other day. Right. That's what I'm saying. I feel like he plays more of a Bronico than he plays a DJ. I don't think anybody plays DJ. But I think I the problem is is I think Sobosinski can play DJ's spot. I think he's a clearer. I don't think he can protect the ball in the way we need him to protect and hold on to possession. And I think that's part of the problem. Let's just put Colleen in as a CB. He's a big dude. Just been right there. Let me know. Don't do that. If y'all haven't read this on a side note, if y'all haven't read Carol Walt- Walton's article from Friday on Football Friday about Kalina, you need to. Yeah, it was great. Because that will explain Kalina's um, injury. I was really harsh on him for not getting that surgery in the offseason. I was really harsh. And that poor guy was in pain so much. Right. And Carol, at least thankfully, Carol, like, you know, got the reels, made me feel bad about what I was thinking. But no, it's good to actually get that information. So if you haven't read that, definitely go read that because we love Carol. But that Football Friday was really good for me because I, I liked finding that stuff out about Kalina because then you can see that he was really suffering last year and when he came back or he was really suffering. So um, for him to keep yeah. playing and in that and then come back and hopefully hoping it was get better and then it didn't i'm sure that was just as dejecting for him as as anybody well and to understand i guess why some of those decisions made you know like why he didn't play the red bulls game because we were all like really wondering what happened at the end of last year because of some of those things and then not only that but to figure out like he's been playing in a lot of pain and it just keep increasing like listen i have a newfound sympathy for that because this entire month i've been dealing with a teeth problem and I had an emergency root canal this week on Tuesday and, and like I talked about a little bit before, but I feel like just, you don't know how much pain it really gets in and just keeps going and going and going. And, and he was 
you know, having to do some really hard jobs in the middle of that. And he could have been more seriously injured. Yeah. And then he said during the offseason, like, because I saw him partying a lot, I thought, on Instagram and social media. But that's their offseason, so I need to stop. But he did say that he had to fly to Italy to get some steroid shot or fly somewhere. I don't know if it was Italy. Some different country that, than where he was at in Croatia. So he wasn't taking it as lightly as we that we see from the outside world. I think that he was he was definitely really trying to do his best to, to take care of it. So that was a good article. It's really like that should tell us that should tell people to really mind their own business. Okay. So basically you're telling me not to be all about the Instagrams and all that. Okay. I get you. I get you. Not you. Well, I am that person because during the offseason, that's how I was judging these players, right? Because you have Bronico grinding and you have Mark's grinding and you had Adam on there grinding. And then you have Kalina and Andre on here partying and world travelers, you know. And so I'm over here going, well, here we got half the team grinding or some of these people grinding and y'all out here partying it up like you ain't got no business. Well, we see where that ended up for, for some people. And the others, we just now know that he was injured and he was just trying to deal with life and enjoy it while he could. Because he knew he might be out when he had had that back surgery. So, you know, you're right. And then Bender wasn't on social media at all. So we were wondering, what is he doing? And then he comes back all buff. And, you know, look at that. Bender got a little bigger. You know, so, yes, I should, should not be as nosy. I'm still going to do it, though. It's more to think, like, hey, we can run our – people can run their mouth all they want. However, when people are making these – when the players when when are making their personal decisions, you know, and with their healthcare providers or whatever, like it's not just one to a hundred, you know, like if you were making those decisions for yourself, you're not going to be like, gee, I'm just going to jump right into that pool of let's get surgery. No, you're going to try other interventions. You're going to be smart about it. You're going to go, okay, what's, what's the simplest method and will that work? And you're going to try things and try things and try things until you get to that point of, okay, this is the step we need to make. And I feel like you can take that sort of comparison into some of the other drama that's sort of embroiled right now that, you know, we just have to trust that they're making good decisions for them to protect the team, to protect themselves personally. And we need to be about supporting the team. Right. I think on that note, you know, I don't have much more to say about the game. Except we really hope we play better than this every other game this season. Right. But I think also like we have to remember, and I I know, and just we don't know what's going on in the outside drama world of the Charlotte Sea, but there is a lot of drama. Things were said this week. Um, it came out that that um, some stuff, you know, pr- private matters are happening with Shinoshiki. We don't know. We don't know what it is. Nuno's pl- practicing with the Crown Legacy. I know that Laddie said that, confirmed that. We don't know what Mel is doing. There's a lot of stuff going on that we don't know. And I think that the fan base gets really angry because they're like, oh, Charlotte FC should tell us what's going on or these certain people that know fan fan people know tell us tell us what's going on we need to know we're the fans we 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 should know it like we we have we a right to it. know we have a right but, but we really not... don't and right. i think we all need to take a step back because i'm i'm guilty of it too i want to know too but we also have to take a step back and know that the reason that the club is not saying anything the reason that certain people are not saying things are because no one knows for 100% what happened or what's going on. And the only person that can speak on it would be the team. And if they're not able to speak on it right now and they don't want to, then we have to respect that that is their decision. That's, I mean, that's their business. They're running their business the way they're supposed to. And there's a lot of legal matters and stuff that we, as fans, just because we're fans, we don't have a right to. We don't, we are not, we are not, we shouldn't expect that from them. We do expect that they do the right thing. 
as an organization. And, and I, I feel like let's wait and see, but we can't get mad at people for not telling, oh, you know, the rumor. So why don't you tell me the rumor? Well, it's a rumor. So if it's a rumor, I'm not telling you nothing. It's a sense of entitlement to people's personal lives that goes beyond, you know, fandom. It, it makes them less than people in those in those options and they are people with the same rights to be protected as well and we don't know and we don't like we're saying we're not saying one you know we're not supporting anybody in anything because we do not know what's going on but at the same time we just have to respect that there's certain things going on when the team's ready to tell us they'll tell us if it's available to come out it'll come out and if it's not let's respect everybody that's involved and respect the players respect the team respect everybody and just move on and go on with it you know like there's no reason to harp on it and get mad at everybody and 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 all that so on that note let's just be happy and let's just and think about that for what we're dealing with think about the players you know what i'm saying because they have to deal this is that's their life that's their job these are their people they deal with every day so if we're stressed out by just being fans and wanting to know everything going on and what's happening think about the the players that are having to deal with it you know, that's a lot on top of their job, you know, so let's give them all a little bit of grace. And I'm sure it's been a rough two weeks for them too. Right. You just want to hug them all, right? As a mom, I just want to go out there and hug them all. At some points today, I'm just in general mad, but so maybe not, I, they don't need a hug for me today because <laughs> I'm not very, I'm not very good and supportive today in general. You're, that's just me. Being supportive. I drove all the way up no, it's here. Not them. It's me. It's me. I'm upset okay. today. I'm just upset. I'm an upset person today. It's not me. I'm the problem. It's me. Today it's, it's not me. It's Kara. No, it's Kara today. <laughs> no, I just want to, I just want to give them hug. Not after this performance, obviously I want to chew them out, but I want to give them hugs in the whole situation and say, look, suck it up. It's, it's a thing. Let's go on and, and, we'll all get better and move on. And as a fan base, we'll all get better. We'll learn and we'll all do better. And if you did come to DC, thanks for coming. There was great fans there. It was lots. The supporter section group was awesome. We chanted, we did what we had to do. We still lost, but we came, we, we will continue to support the team next week. It's at home at the, at the fortress, the bank. Who do we play next week here? Against New York city football club. So we are hoping for a better showing and we're hoping for some better news of course because usvx been Camille out might be back, right R- right that's what we really hope um and mora it would be nice to have Ooh, more about too nice we need some more in depth on that line and bender and bender. bender hopefully your mama got you some chicken noodle soup something feeling all better maybe he saw his girlfriend and his mama <laughs> you know that'll make him feel better yeah and hopefully you know kerwin can can improve too and and you know, his ankle heals up a little bit better and we get some better news on good old Bill. Yep. And the legacy games tomorrow, we have, they continue to win. They don't have half their team with them. So it's going to be fun to see what they do tomorrow. And I'm, I really have faith in them though. And next Saturday, we hope to see at the fortress, the bank, 730 sharp. And on that note, hope everybody has a great week. Good night. Good night.